0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Relationship With podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Snow. I'm a business relationship consultant for female entrepreneurs, and I run an amazing community called the Powerful Women Rising Community. This is a space for female business owners to get everything they need to start and grow their business in the way that they want to do it, surrounded by a community of smart, successful, positive, encouraging women. And it's super fun also. So that helps. If you want to know more about the Powerful Women Rising community, there is a link in the show notes. I would also love for you to join us at our next virtual speed networking event. And the link for that is in the show notes as well. All right, let's dive into today's episode. I got to warn you, it's a man. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Man alert, man alert. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, there are very few men that I would invite to be on this podcast since it's for women and about women. But Ron Ben-Joseph is one of my dear friends, and I knew that he would have a powerful message to share with you all. Ron is a top public speaking and messaging coach who works with highly successful female entrepreneurs and executives that have been told that they're too much or not enough at some point in their life or career. Raise your hand if that's you. (laughs) Totally raising my hand. Anyway, Ron helps these women get on larger stages and share their brilliant, authentic messages and stories. His experience includes coaching performers on Broadway and in Hollywood, as well as using his communication training expertise to help women in all areas. He's worked with health and wellness professionals, trainers and facilitators, financial planners, real estate agents. I've worked with him. He's incredible at helping you organize your thoughts your feelings and your content so that you can present your unique perspective without holding back. He's truly amazing. And you will hear in this episode how his work has changed my business like 360 degrees. So I am so excited for you to hear my interview with Ron Ben-Joseph about your relationship with your voice. Hello, Ron. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Melissa. How are you today?
0: I'm great. There's a man in the house. You know, thank you.
1: Thank you for saying I'm a man. Also. <laughs> I normally wear a blue button, like a navy blue button down when I'm on podcast. But today I wanted to wear this gray sweater and then you're wearing gray and I feel like I fit right in.
0: It's perfect. So we are talking today about your relationship with your voice. And I think this is a great topic for you. You and I've been friends for a long time and I've seen you kind of go through the evolution of like, as I think we all do, trying out different voices and different approaches to our voice and finding like what feels true to us. So before we dive in, tell everybody just a little bit about you and what you do and about your own relationship with your voice and business.
1: I would say I work with women who have been told that they're too much or not enough in their businesses or in their lives to get on bigger stages. We create content for public speaking, for video, for emails, for any kind of creative content they need to create to convert more clients in a really helpful way, not in a douchey salesy way, right? The journey towards finding my own voice was a very painful, uncomfortable one. Um, I started as a theater director in Chicago, like over 20 years ago, Uh, I was very committed to telling stories and coaching. And realized early on, I was like, "Mm, actors are not my favorite people. Uh, I just didn't find it very fulfilling. And nobody tells you when you're 20 and you're coming up in the theater world. They're not like, oh, you know, there's this amazing group of female entrepreneurs all over the world that are all like in service-based businesses or consultants or you know, like that have such a great demand for presentation skills and for creating content. And no one tells you that you can go direct over there. You know, so was a long journey to get to that point. Along that journey, though. And I always talk about this in my work with the clients, like I experimented with various voices. So I wanted, I started directing and I was frustrated, like I said, with the people. So I was like, well, maybe I'll be a performer myself, which was a dream of mine. And it was a very ugly process. I was not talented out of the gate. I wasn't the one that was most obvious, like the good actor. And I studied and I I, I found an amazing acting coach when I was like 22, so it was already kind of really late in the game. Uh, and just we had one session and she taught me this trick and like it just opened up everything. And I started getting opportunities as an actor. And I was like, mm, I don't love this because I'm still with the actors and I, I'm, I don't feel creatively fulfilled. I'm not writing. I'm not I'm not in charge. So I started going down the route of comedy and always wanted to sing. And I couldn't sing. Uh, I couldn't sing well. I couldn't sustain like the right notes for a whole song. And so I was like, okay, what's a combination of all this? And I created this Neil Diamond impersonation act in my late 20s. And I would perform this at comedy clubs and I'd put on a wig and I'd bring out the guitar and I'd sing Neil Diamond songs and they'd do jokes in between. And it always landed. Like it was always consistent. And if I tried to do it myself, the jokes weren't consistent. The singing was off sometimes. And then at one point, I went back to an old voice teacher after years of not seeing him. And I'm like, can I just show you what I'm doing? And I, you know, I was like, hello again. Hello. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're singing. And that was like so, he was shocked. He's like, you're singing on key. So long story, it took me the Neil Diamond thing to really find my voice as a performer. And I eventually learned to sing through doing that, which was unheard of. Like to sing, I started in my thirties singing and then getting invited to sing as myself and getting cast in musicals and stuff. And I started being able to write humor for a comedy for myself that was consistent. And there was a turning point in 2018 where it all kind of came together. And my marriage was going south at the time. And I started writing about that and really embodying like the pain that I was experiencing and the shame and the frustration. And I did a show and it was a hit work. It was like, I crushed it. And I'd never had like a successful show like that before as myself. And I remember being at this precipice of being like, okay, do I make it all about me right now and pursue this? you know, perform? Or do I go and help the women that I had already started working with, the clients I started working with, and help them expedite the process so they don't have to experience more shame and more frustration of trying to get to that voice? So that's my whole journey of being like, voice, like I see the impact of it and I see how ugly and excruciating and painful it can be, but ultimately how fulfilling it is when you do tap into authentic voice and you're it's 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 more scalable it's more sustainable it's more freeing so yeah that's my journey with the voice. I
0: love that story and what i like most about it is there's kind of this common thread through the whole thing of like when you were the most aligned with your true self and the most authentic to you rather than like, this is what so-and-so says you should do. And this is what so-and-so says you shouldn't do. When you really got to that place of like, this is what's going on in my life. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. Like I want to talk about it that's when things really like came alive and became magical for you and in my own journey like i tell people all the time i cry every time i talk about you because you completely changed the trajectory of where my business was going like oh, i was talking about me
1: yes oh my god like Mimi. oh wow <laughs> you oh my god that's you're amazing like you're my hero i mean not because you just said that but like tell me more sorry
0: <laughs> no you're my hero because i will never forget i've told this story a million times i will never forget the conversation that you and I had last year when you said, yeah, I had sent somebody to you, a client to you, and you'd had a conversation with that client. You called me and you were like, oh my gosh, she's great. And you said, she loves you so much. And then you were like, everybody I talk to loves you. No, I mean, this is my humble brag by the way. Um, but you were like, everybody who talks to you loves you. And I was like, well, then why aren't they paying me to be their dating coach? And you were like, because that's not like, that's not where it's at. That's not what people love about you. That's not what people associate with you. Like that was my realization that that wasn't this sweet spot of like authenticity and alignment that I needed to be in. And you were the one really, truly who helped me find that spot that has changed everything for me
1: completely. Cause it's true. People do love you and you're such an amazing connector and you're so caring and you create such amazing space for people.
0: And that to have somebody point that out and make me realize like that I wasn't really truly in alignment with what, I think at some point as a dating coach, I had been in alignment with my voice, but I wasn't anymore. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what is the significance of finding your voice in business?
1: Such a great question. So in terms of significance, I know I have a lot of clients that talk about it like it just helps you stand out, right? In the most fundamental version of it, it's just, it's like Rachel Lachansky said to me once, she goes, when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and the reason you're on this earth, there's a big gaping hole waiting for you to fill it. Yes. I just love that idea, Right. Like it's like, the, don't be someone else because everyone else is taken. I think like the significance of it is that why are you doing what you do? What is unique about the way you're doing it, and where is it really coming from? Because I think my dad was an entrepreneur in kind of the old school way, and I didn't see it as an art form. The incredible women that I work with, it is a an art and a half. Like. You know, you spoke to Jess Sato recently, like Jessica Sato, like that is an artist. She's a strategic artist. You know, the way she like listens and breaks things up or like, or even at her work in TEDx, Becky Claybaugh, one of my besties ever. Like Becky is an artist. Like she sits with you, and really listens to the core root issues and gets you to like work through them. Like to me, these, these women are, are acting on a calling. It's not a choice. They weren't like, you know, what, make me a lot of money. We should get into this. Like, let's put some money into this, right? Like my dad was passionate about what he did, but it was a lot of times it was a choice. It was like, we're going to put this project together. We'll put this team together. I think if we do this and that, we'll be able to sell it down the road. I don't know entrepreneurs like that. Mm -hmm. I don't work with them. Like I I work with women that are generally driven and passionate about making a difference and changing the world. And that finding their version, their why their their root drive for that like that's so unique and it's so fascinating and it makes it's more engaging you can't keep your eyes off of them my one of my best friends ever megan Contor, right she has this the group the dames and like she is so committed to this type of networking or this type of connection the the paradigm shift of like women in business and like getting more women to seven figures, she lives, breathes, and eats this, this philosophy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the more, the closer you get, the the more in depth you get, the more you unearth of what you're trying to do and the way you're trying to do it and do it your way. Right. Like some people are like, the only way to scale is this way. You're going to burn out if you do it that way. I don't know if that's true for everyone, right? Like if you find your way of doing it and it fits and it and it energetically aligns with your philosophies and values and and it's just like you're like, yeah, I can keep doing this. I can do this all day. Like I had a slow week. Or no, I'm sorry, I had a slow month. <laughs> a slow week. I just slow oh, No,
0: I'm just kidding. Month. I had a slow year. <laughs> yeah, actually come to think of it. It's uh, actually a been bit. a pretty slow decade.
1: I'm in my parents' basement right now. That's a big fun of everyone's <laughs> in my parents' basement. No, I'm just kidding. I, I had a slow month, actually. Every year in March, I have like a slow month. It just it is what it is. It's my cycle for some reason. And I was like, cool, I'll reach out to my friends and be like, hey, do you need help? Can we work on that presentation? Can I come in? Can I drive down and, and do a quick video for you? Like, I would do this stuff if it didn't pay. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is what I'm so passionate about. And I think like... And doing it my way, I can't do this as a job for someone else because they're going to want it done a certain way with certain paperwork and certain like compliance issues. And stuff. I'm I'm like, I like to work the way I like to work. Right. That's where I think the authentic voice is so important.
0: For sure. So two things. Number one, I love that everyone you just name drop is someone who's already been on the podcast. Way to go. (laughs) Way to promote from within. I figured. I figured. And number two. I think for me, finding my voice has made almost every aspect of business easier. Like you and I were talking about this last week, I think that none of us, for the most part, most of us did not get into our business because we wanted to do social media marketing. We wanted to do sales. We wanted to do accounting. We wanted to do all of these things that were copywriting, right? Website creation, all of these things that come along with being an entrepreneur. We got into our business because we wanted to do our thing, But for me, creating content, posting on social media, doing live videos, all of that stuff has become so much easier now that I've become aligned with my mission, my vision, my values. And all of that is really a part of your voice as an entrepreneur. So I just think it makes a lot of things easier in business when you find that voice.
1: Well, you just defined it. I think you just beautifully defined it. So all those pieces, the mission, the values, right? those all add up to kind of the energy behind the expression of your voice, right? And so I think like in music, if you want to make a point, right, like you might, or if, if it's a very dramatic scene, like in opera, you're going to go high and like, ah, you know, like you're going to just let out this big, like robust sound, right? If you want to keep something more intimate, you shape the voice differently and you color it differently and you keep it in a lighter register maybe and a softer tone that doesn't hurt you, right? In business, I think it like, you have that same variation, that same spectrum where it's like, you can decide how much of your mission value and like this epic desire to change the world you want to unleash, right? Mm-hmm. And how you do it becomes the voice. So it's not necessarily it was just talking literally like the singing voice. Like I have a high, I have a really high singing voice, right? So I was born with that. That's the physiology. I trained at it as well. It got really high. I think in business, it's different than the actual like physiology of a voice. It's like, you can craft what you sound like, what you look like, how you appear. And I think all of it has to come from missions, values, all that. And ultimately how you help others, how you serve others, like how you make other lives better. All those pieces together add up to such a powerful vehicle, which is what we call the voice business, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So why do you think it's so hard for people, particularly women? I mean, you're not one, but you work with a lot of women. You've worked with a lot of women over the years. Why do you think it's so hard sometimes for women to find to either find their voice, or I think the other challenge is once you found it, how do you actually let it out? Like, why do you think that's such a challenge?
1: I love when when dudes are on women's podcasts and they speak with like authority about women, and they're like,
0: (laughs) "I'm like, tell me what it's like for a woman." Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's very hard. It's very
1: hard. (laughs) You know, I uh, the the experience that I've had learning from them, you know, as an outsider and just really listening. Cons- consistently, what I'm hearing is that their voice was not allowed to come out. So they were told they're too much or not enough. So it's like, it just starts right there. I mean, it's just like, you have to be a certain way. There's so much more. I talk about this with clients all the time. Unfortunately, for my bank account, I don't have this issue, but like, there's an entitlement. When a guy starts a business, a lot of times, and I feel comfortable saying this out loud, like, I've seen a lot of guys start businesses and be like, Okay, I'm going to start it tomorrow. I've never done this. I think it's a good idea. I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure it out. But I'm going to charge $5,000 a second, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what other people are charging. Yes, other people that have been in the business for 20 years and have achieved a lot of track, like they have a lot of success. You're starting, you're entitled to, okay, that's cool. I think asking for what you want and feeling like instantly stepping into value just because you made the decision to do something is a lot of my clients struggle with that and they get help from coaches to get to that place where they can do that. Mm -hmm. So I think like that is not baked in. That's not implicit. There's a book called the confidence code. I forget who wrote it, but like confidence code written by amazing women who studied like women in business and in corporate, especially how they're just innately not, they don't come out with like the level of confidence that men are like almost born with, you know, Mm -hmm. or or really nurtured to have historically speaking. So this movement to gain that confidence now to like work on it. But I think at the core, that's what separates them. They don't just have a loud voice. A lot of times they're told to be quiet and to like tone it down. It's too much. Tone it down. Mm-hmm. That stops development of a voice. That stops development of free expression of who you are authentically. My daughter and I were at, at uh target the other day and one dad was yelling at a kid because the kid was like screaming in, in the aisles. And like, since my daughter was, a year, a year and a half old, we would take dance breaks at Target. Like if she needed a dance break, I would take her out and we'd start dancing in the hall. And she's singing, she's singing. I'm like, go girl, like express, you know, as long as it's not annoying, like to other people, like that's cool. But like the dad went overboard. The dad was like, stop it. No, and he said, No one here asked to hear you sing right now. And like, I don't know. I mean, like, singing is nice, you know. There
0: are worse things to listen to.
1: Right. Like, yeah. Like, but what does that kid take away with that from that lesson? Like I'm too loud. When I speak my truth, when I like voice my joy, it it hurts others. It makes them uncomfortable. So I think a lot of the women that I've worked with, unfortunately, painfully have experienced that, that level of like constriction.
0: Yeah. And I think more and more, it becomes even more difficult with social media and all these other avenues of noise that are coming at us because there's so many voices. Like, I mean, and obviously they're, they're listening to us and they're spying on us and they know what we're doing. Right. So like, as soon as I became a coach, seven, six, seven years ago, everything I saw in my Facebook feed was ads from coaches, coaches selling things. Coaches doing the same thing that I was doing. Other programs doing the same thing that I was doing. Coaches telling me that I needed to hire them to help me with the thing, right? And so all of a sudden I was like, why am I even like, why did I even think this is a good idea? Because literally everyone in the whole entire universe is a coach right now, yeah. but really that's just how it looked on my Facebook. But I feel like there's just so many, there are so many voices and so many of those voices are telling us as business owners, what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. Like, I don't know about you, but I see so many, like, Get my email templates, copy my social media posts, uh, you know, like get these done for you, blah, blah, blah quotes or whatever. It's like, get my email sequence that is sure to convert. And it's like, I get the appeal of that. Believe me, I've spent tons of money on those things over the years. But that's not your voice. That's someone else telling you what your voice should be. Or like, this is the voice that works. And I think the sooner we get over that, like... Idea that there is something that works (laughs) because in this, like in strategy and things like that, yeah, there are things that work and there are things that don't work. But when it comes to your voice and your authenticity and how you're putting yourself out there, there's nothing that works other than being aligned with yourself, being authentic, and letting that come through. Do you agree?
1: A hundred percent. And I've fallen to this trap so many times too, where I go, I started my own thing because I want to do it my way, and I think there's validity to that, and I've seen. The more I'm doing it, the more I work, you know, the more hours I put in, the more I'm seeing great results from clients. And I go, but still, if someone could tell me, and I'm working with a coach right now, her name is Krista Grasso. She's amazing. I literally was like, Krista, just tell me whatever to do and I'll do it, you know? And it's like, in Broadway, you have to fit into the costume. You have to be able to sing the part in the exact range that the original person sang it in you have to on thursday you have to look in the exact same place that you're going to look on saturday at two like everything Mm -hmm. is precise and clockwork it's very mechanical right and that doesn't resonate for the majority of us like the majority of us need our own key we don't all sing the same range we don't all sing in the same key you know and i think when you're given templates it's like it sounds great the prospect of it sounds great because you go i can have my own business and make it easier yeah but no you can't you have like all the people that created those templates, they created them like they use their own authentic voice to create the thing. You know, it works for them. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something that I talk a lot like with my clients a lot about is like this idea of like if they said that I have to scale this way. I spoke to someone today about this, like, no, that's not conducive for you. You clearly want something else. I can see it. You clearly want something that's not that. Yeah. Why is it not OK just to do that? Just do the thing you want.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. So if people are listening to this episode today and they're feeling like, okay, either I don't know what my voice is, or I know that I have a voice. I just want to get it out more. Do you have advice for them? Like something that they could start doing today that would help them find their voice and get it out?
1: Yeah. I do an exercise where I ask like, what is the biggest I don't know in my life right now? How am I going to make it through the summer? Like when summers are normally slow, if I'm having a slow March, how do I make it through the summer? Right. Or how am I going to scale my business and and reach more people? How am I going to teach classes versus doing one-on-ones, whatever the usual thing is. If you go, oh, that's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm most curious about. Right. Then you implicit in that answer is what you really do care about. So you go, I guess I really care about reaching more people. Why do you Mm -hmm. care about And then just go down the track of why why you care, why you care, why you care, why, why, why? There's like an Anthony Robbins exercise where you're just like, why, 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 or what then, what then, whatever it is, like, get to that deep root cause that you're fighting for. What is that thing that you care so much about? And I think from there, you can build your voice, right? Because that's going to, that's going to set intention. That's going to set an immediacy. I coached a client recently on a TEDx talk and the biggest direction I gave her was why, who are you trying to help? What is standing in the way of like, what do they want? What is standing in the way of them getting it? And and then she went into the advocate mode, like, you know, she was advocating for them. She And that affected how she literally used her voice in the speech, how she performed. And she gave the speech, like this TED Talk, I saw the video, and it was so conversational, and it was so kind and caring. And it wasn't like, we need to do this now. You know, it wasn't like in your face. It was like so warm and nurturing. It was beautiful because like she got so clear about why she's doing this. She's like, I want to help people advocate for themselves. And then the whole speech took on a whole new meaning. So voice, I think happens in business when you're in service of, when you're clear about what you're passionate about, who you're passionate about helping, what they want, what's standing in the way of them getting it. And how do you resolve it?
0: Love it. That was so mic drop. That's what we do at Artful Speaking. (laughs) I love it. So if people want to know more about you and connect with you and find out more about what you do and how you can help them with their voice, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: I'm very exclusive. So just talk to Melissa. Ask (laughs) Melissa, how can I? No, okay. I mean, kind of not kidding. Artfulspeaking.com is my website. They can just email me there or just, you know, hop on there and check out like the offerings and whatever. And if, if someone is really on, like, if someone's like, I have so much to share, I have so much content I want to get out into the world and speak and speak it authentically, not like speechy, then that's when they know like that it's time to meet with me. Or if they're, top tier coach that has been doing like has programs and all these things and the past few years has shaken things up and they want to reimagine how they talk about their offerings and rearticulate their messaging. That's also when like, I say like, reach out to me. And then let's just have a conversation. I always do like an audition where we just dive right in and start playing. And then if it's a good fit, like we move forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're a genius at all of that. Thank you. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a great episode.
1: I think so, too. I'd listen to this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd listen to myself.
1: I'd listen to this. Just kidding. Melissa, you're amazing. Everyone, Everyone loves you. You're amazing. Thank you for doing this. You're such a great host.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Your Relationship With podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to subscribe and leave us a review. If you want more information about the Powerful Women Rising community or about our monthly virtual speed networking event, check out the link in the comments. We'll see you next time.